0: Hello, my beautiful one, and welcome to the Authentic Life Design Podcast. The podcast where we change the intro every time, but we talk about life design, how to shape your life the way you want it, how to start your own thing, and how to break all of the limiting beliefs and blockages you have within you. My name is Vikra. I'm your host, my head just fell off my chair, and I'm really happy to be having you back here this week um, for a topic or topics. I decided to share with you a couple of things which are very present with my clients currently and I do believe that sometimes uh, as a society we go through similar topics together so I thought that they might be interesting to you, you might relate to what what we're going through, but also at the same time, I think it's going to shed a bit of light on my services, what exactly I do with people, what topics we work on. So let's get started. Before jumping into the topic, I actually want to take a bit of time to talk about morning routines and their importance. I imagine that maybe in the future I'll create a whole other episode which is going to be fully dedicated to that but maybe because it's January and it's the start of the year but I came back to my morning routine and um, starting the day right with some attention uh, and love to myself um, my morning routine has changed a lot throughout the years there were moments where I was journaling a lot uh, where I was dancing, where I was stretching, doing yoga, where I was doing all of these things in one morning and now it's a little bit more of a pick and choose, like I wake up and I see how I feel and what I want to do. But in the start of the month I started the yoga challenge or journey, I don't know how exactly she calls it with Adrian, and I know that a lot of you might relate and a lot of you are also doing the sessions every morning or every day and it's been so beautiful. To come back to a practice and also be motivated to be there every day, maybe because it's a challenge. Um, so for those of you who don't know, maybe it's good to make a little bit of an intro. Yoga with Adrian is one of the biggest yoga channels um, on YouTube, if not the biggest, no idea. And I started doing yoga with her, like at-home yoga, um, maybe three years ago. And in the start of every year she creates this kind of 30-day yoga journey where she puts out one video every morning, let's say every day. I don't know exactly what um, time she does that. And it's always with different topics. She guides you through. Yogas, asanas, um, life lessons sometimes. She has this beautiful dog with her. And it's really beautiful to do that once because you have this huge community of people doing that online with you. Um, even though you're sitting together with your like YouTube, but you know that many people are doing this exact practice on this exact day. And it's somehow a really, really cool feeling. The other thing is that every day you have a video and somehow you gotta show up for yourself. So I'm really thankful to Adrienne <laughs> that she started this thing because I came back to my yoga practice and I can't tell you how beautiful and nice it is to wake up and give attention to your body and connect with your body. Mm, I feel like when we're way too busy, also around the holidays, when we're eating too much of what we actually don't eat <laughs> or we shouldn't... Nah, You should eat everything, just not so much of it. Um, But yeah, you get get very disconnected from your body. Um, And also, to me, in my practices, in everything I do, it's so important to get out of your head and get out of the rational mind and connect with your body, with your intuition, with your gut, and it starts like like this. It starts with sessions like this and consistency. Um, So it's really beautiful to be back. I really wanted to speak about that so You can also check um, yoga with Adrian, maybe, maybe hop on the same journey if it's for you. And if it's not, just be inspired to dedicate time in the morning to yourself. I believe that how you start your day matters incredibly and it makes a very big difference. I, as I told you, I've been going through different morning routines but what is most important to me is that i connect with um, i'm going to use a term that's going to scare you uh, but i call it a higher self this version of me that does exactly what she wants um, in a couple of years from now and is living my dream life so to say everything that i want has become true and it ex- exercises and meditation to connect with this person and know who she slash he is however I like to do this in the morning because it makes me make better decisions afterwards knowing what direction I want to be knowing that I'm doing one little thing every day to go get closer to this person no matter if it's like doing as an activity or doing on working on my mindset working on um, anything that really stops me I went on a tangent. What I want to say is make sure that you create a healthy habits of starting a nice beautiful morning routine. And for everybody this could look different. Um, You can, if writing is something that you like to do and you like to put your thoughts into one place, maybe you can start journaling. If you hate journaling, you can uh, put one song and just dance to it. It doesn't have to be something really big just try to keep it consistent for a couple of days, maybe a week, maybe 10 days, and you'll see how you get into a habit and you like it. And you, it might take some time to push through the habit of creating it, like waking up every day and doing this thing. And some mornings you might not feel like it, but if you keep it for a while, you see how it's going to become a really nice habit. But always do it because you want, not because you should. If you don't like it, just forget what I said, and we'll continue with the topic of today. And as I said, it's a couple of different things I picked up from my um, coaching practices and I wanted to speak about here on the podcast. Number one is change. Um, and I think it's underlying topic around everyone that I work with. I guess it's normal, like in moments of change, you reach out for support, you need someone or would like to have someone uh, to hold your hand, to navigate a bit the process with you, to be with you in the hard and challenging moments. And change is something that for some reason we're so afraid of, but at the same time is bringing to us most of the fruits um, that we want. I really think that 2020 um, made us look a bit different to change. Um, I think it was a very challenging moment of putting people um, outside of their comfort zone. Many people changed jobs or the way they were working. Many people changed the way they were going to work, thinking about work, uh, their personal lives. Maybe they um, were at home with people. I I don't even think that I have to give examples. I think that our life changed hugely in 2020. And many people weren't ready for that and didn't want it that and it happened in a very pushy way. As people, we are very different. Some people need more stability. Some people need more adventures. And it really, it's really important. Firstly, to know what kind of person you are. Also, when what kind of um, phase you are in your life. Is it in a moment where you would need more change? You are ready to get a bit of a fresh air, to change a bit your comfort zone, to expand it maybe a bit? Or is it a moment where you need more grounding and just getting used to something, creating some kind of habits, a routine? However, when you want to create some kind of change for yourself, sometimes, for example, now in the start of the year, it's really easy to think about it, dream about it, write about it but then there are steps that you need to do and this is the process of growing this is the process of letting old habits old ways of thinking behind you and trying something new it's getting out of the comfort zone the the one that you knew so well and the one that took so much time to actually uh to get comfortable with and to know how it works and now you have to like get out of that (laughs) it is scary but at the same time i think the more we get comfortable with change the better we can live our life and this is where personal development like generally as a topic even though i don't don't really like the word um but it's really really important and for me what this means is that you can be there for yourself in moments of change because change sometimes comes externally as 2020 mm, in some, like it, for some reason, external um, happenings are making you change your life. It could be internal, it could be that you want to create some kind of change. No matter how it happens, what is mostly important in these moments is that you can be there for yourself. You have self compassion, so you can go through the hard moments with love, with understanding, sitting there understanding yourself, holding yourself, it's important that you have beautiful surroundings and people who can be this person for you when you still can't exactly give yourself what you need, so they can be there for you. But the more we learn how to deal with change, the better we can navigate our life. Because the truth is, you will never get to place in your life when things are just staying the same as they are for a couple of years it could be for a couple of years but there's always going to be something somewhere that is changing I believe like in my understanding of the world I think it's because we're here to learn to get through lessons uh to grow to expand and this happens through change this always happens through change also going through change is like a muscle the more you do it in small ways the better the the more comfortable you get with that mostly because you see that you can go through change and you can be okay and actually things can be okay one of the very uncomfortable things with change is that sometimes we can't plan it we can't plan exactly what's going to come afterwards so we see things changing but we and we know where we are right now but we have no idea where we're going how things are going to change for us um in no matter what Mm. Sphere of life we're talking about. And this can be so discouraging, scary. Um, This is a moment where you got to have faith in your own way. Where you got to know that there is some bigger meaning for things to be unfolding in this way. And that you can get through it. And on the other side, things are only better. I don't know how superficial I just talked about change, (laughs) I hope you could (laughs) take something from it. Mm. But maybe as a final thought on this one, you won't always be in control of the changes that come into your life, but what you can be in control is your mindset, how you see this, how you process this, um, what meaning you give to it. and. The more you can sit with yourself alone in these moments, in self-love, in compassion, in care, in support, the better. And if you can't right now and you have these moments, don't hesitate to reach out for people, for loved ones, for the the people that make you happy, the people that make you believe in yourself and really surround yourself with people like that. Even if it's online, (laughs) just do it. Second topic of the day and the days, the past days, is people-pleasing. To be very honest, this is my topic. You probably have seen this if you follow me on Instagram. Uh, I've been going through some realizations about myself. Um, I've talked to some people around me and many of us are going through a phase where we're realizing that we are people-pleasing in different ways in our life. And it's an interesting topic. <laughs> I'm still processing that. I'm really interested to know how you feel about that that topic for yourself. If you're um, a big people pleaser or if you're very good with setting your boundaries and um, putting yourself first. One thing that was very important for me was to see the good part of people pleasing, to know that in, a, in the end of the day, we all wanna be liked, we all wanna be accepted in the society or in a friend circle. Um, and also, we all want to... Or how to phrase this? We all don't want to hurt other people. And I think this is very... Like the underlying um, thing of people-pleasing. Um, the interesting part is that people-pleasing starts within your family or in your childhood uh, moments. It They could be... It's not a must, but they could be... Um, very prominent, very important of how you develop afterwards and I know that in my case I was the peacemaker in my family. I don't know if you can relate to that but I was always the person who somehow could manage the communication between the different um, family members and I never wanted to have a fight uh, or them to fight so I found different ways to navigate this and to Either make some funny jokes or make them communicate with each other in a loving way. I also don't want them to have fight with me, so I was always in the getting back to the role of what they want me to play. I'm very good at that, I'm very good at sensing how to be with people. Um, I guess it's my personality, could be also because of my star sign, (laughs) but this is a beautiful capability, but when you know what people expect of you, it's really tricky to then do it because you don't want them to be hurt, you don't want them to be disappointed, you don't want them to somehow feel bad about you. So maybe it's good to clarify how does people-pleasing looks like what actions or things does it came, uh, come out as. People-pleasing is not being able to say no. People-pleasing is sometimes suppressing your needs um, for the others wants. People pleasing is being a yes man, going for everything out and not even knowing what your needs and where your boundaries are. So for a couple of days now (laughs) I've been thinking on the topic, reflecting also on myself, my actions and I was thinking to myself okay what is the exact opposite of a people pleaser? And we, we're speaking here extreme opposites. And it would be someone who only um, looks at their needs and their wants and always put themselves first. And is a very big individualist. Is this a word? You know what I mean. And I think having a good balance between these two is really important. And I realized that for myself, it's important to um, have clarity around needs, your needs in particular moments and knowing how important it is sometimes for you to nourish yourself first uh, in order for you to be more and better present with others. To be able to give, we also need to give to, your, to ourselves. Um, and this is not selfish. I don't believe this is selfish. Of course, it's important to do things for others. Of course, it's important sometimes to put your needs um, down and just be there as a friend, as a partner, as um, a loving parent for someone else. Actually, now when I think about it, probably as a parent you do this all the time. (laughs) However, I just think when I'm speaking of not being a people pleaser, I'm not saying you should go to an extreme and only look your needs, but... Learning to create the balance, learning and also seeing these moments where you're doing these actions and be able to recognize them, be able to change your behavior and maybe for once say, you know what, I think I will take the time to think about it and answer you afterwards or just say no, saying no and seeing that even though in this particular moment you might disappoint someone, in the end of the day, if they're true friends, they probably understand that you just need some time. And energy for yourself yeah I don't know these are the thoughts that I have <laughs> for myself until now and I've been discussing with people around me and clients um, I'll be really curious to hear your thoughts too you can uh, DM me on Instagram but I, I just think the most scary outcome of this scenario is that you live your life based on others terms and not on yours and or you lose like complete track of who you are because you're constantly pleasing others and I'm really scared of that I got really really scared of that because I think it's so important to know who you are and to live your life the way you want and there always be people who support you in that on that way and are there for for you and connected to the topic of change, sometimes when we're changing, there are people around us that we no longer feel connected to. And that's okay sometimes. So yeah, that's on that. (laughs) Another topic which is also, I think, connected to this one is not prioritizing yourself or never finding the time for your things, let's say. Uh, The things that you want to do, The things that you want to start, maybe your passion project, or just speaking about this kind of like self-care routines that you know that are doing so well to you and you know how much you like that, but they somehow slip away because you don't have enough time to do that. It's so interesting, very often with people who I talk to or people that I work with, we sit together and they have this really cool plan about the thing that they want to do. Um, We create goals and steps and we start prioritizing and we speak about how to do that and somehow in the end of the day a lot of this requires you to prioritize yourself you to prioritize your time the things that you're currently doing to often say no to I don't know friends gatherings or things that might distract you in this moment and it's interesting to see how hard it is for us to prioritize our self and our time and the things that we actually want to do it's so easy for us to find excuses of why we can't do certain thing because yeah but I had to clean the house yeah but I had to go out and help this one friend yeah but I had to be at this event and this meeting and this whatever or yeah but this friend called and I couldn't say no so we went there Excuses can look in like very different ways, depending on your um, where you're at at the moment. However, one thing that this creates, like if you often, let's say you have planned for yourself to do something, but then something comes in the way and you can't do it. What this does with your brain is that you let yourself down. At some point, you start getting used to that and you're like, yeah, why should I set goals or do anything or plan whatever if I know that the last three times I did that, I couldn't stick with my promises because I always prioritized others. And this happens a lot and it's really normal um, because, as I said before, for because of this care that we have for others, because we want to be there. However, in the end of the day, what will make us really proud of ourselves and really happy is to do the thing that we want in this moment, really get our (laughs) shit together, get the things done. The interesting thing here is that because you might not be used to prioritize yourself, you might not even know exactly what that means, how does that look like, how do you do that. And maybe to make a full circle to the start of this podcast, it could mean that you wake up one hour earlier and you just do some things of self-care for yourself, or if you have this one thing, let's say you want to launch a website, maybe you can set 30 minutes every day that you do a little bit of something in order to create it. So it's blocking time and energy, also, by the way, for yourself. And if you're working with a calendar, I really recommend you do that. I started blocking times for myself for rest also on the calendar, because I realized that if you go only with your goals and to-dos, you might get a bit overwhelmed by everything and forget that there are moments of the day that you have to take for rest, but also for yourself. One underlying theme here when we're talking about not prioritizing yourself is self-worth. Some people think that they're not worthy of prioritizing themselves. You might even not be conscious uh, that you're thinking that. but. If it's easier for you to do things for others but harder to do things for yourself then it means that these are either two things or two things combined um, it's low self-worth and or very low deservability so you don't think that you deserve particular things you don't think that you deserve um, to give yourself time in the morning to do anything that you like to block time for rest and for example overly productive people often have this because they think that their worth is measured by how much they've done on a particular day and a lot of these self-care or self-love practices they are not productive or I mean they are if you ask me (laughs) just a lot of people don't see them as productive thing so it's like uh How can I now, like, if you don't put importance on them and you don't see them as something incredibly valuable to have in your daily life for your own fulfillment, um, it's just, yeah, it's hard to do that. So I guess that much on prioritizing yourself. It's just something that we all struggle with in one way or another, I believe, and it's nice to do the small steps of maybe first understanding why is it like that in which moments you do it and how you can trick that and change it for the future the last topic that I want to talk on today is connected to this one and is productivity we live in a goal-setting society a society that values our um, worth by what we've done today, what we've done the past month, what we've done the past year. And it's interesting that I'm speaking about that, I know, because many people think that, um, you know how the last couple of weeks I was mostly talking about goal setting, how important it is in the start of the year. Yes, it is. First of all, I'm mostly talking about a vision that you have for yourself and how to make the first steps towards that and leave that idea. And secondly, I also am not talking about the extreme. I don't believe that our work should be measured by the things that we do every day. And this was a really hard lesson for me, uncomfortable, uncomfortable lesson for me Mm, uh, 2020. Because I was left with no job. And in this particular moment, I also didn't need to work. I was having a financial support. So it was so weird to see that I don't know what to do when I'm not working. Um, the context here is that the previous uh, five years I was very close to burnout I was doing a lot I was doing crazily many projects at the same time Um, I was working while I was having dinner I was working until late in the evening I was in a society that was like that and I I thought that this is what it means to be successful so I really pursued that and it taught me so much like I'm not complaining (laughs) in any way Uh, I'm just saying that I've been there and then Imagine like this context for five years and then going into a year where you don't have to work. You can chill. You can rest. I felt guilty the whole time. I didn't know where to start and what to do. For the first time, I had time to focus on myself and my needs. I, was, I started a coaching program back then, so I was a participant in a, a coaching program. And interestingly, exactly in this moment, I, in the moment where I had time to chill, to rest, to nourish my, myself with movement, with food, I was in a very, very little city in Bulgaria. I, I was on my own retreat for a couple of months. <laughs> and as I said, like most of the time it was very challenging. But looking back to it, it was so interesting to see that this was maybe the most productive time of my life in other terms like I in this moment I realized what I actually want to do how who am I what are my strengths Um, these were the first moments where I actually started working on on authentic life design and in this particular moment I didn't see that I felt like someone who is lazy ass who doesn't do anything and just does this kind of yoga and meditations and um, I mean, I was having a blast, (laughs) but I knew that if I speak with someone and I tell them what I did today, it would have been really weird for them. I'm really thankful for having experienced this because this was the moment where I learned how conditioned we are by society for being productive and how these things really doesn't matter what really matters is your fulfillment in life and that you're happy. I'm sorry if this (laughs) sounds like cheesy or whatever, but isn't it like that? And being happy means prioritizing the things that make you happy, make you joyful. And of course we have a lot of other things to do, but can't you just take like 20 minutes of your time to do something that you love? I believe you can. (laughs) I do believe you can however what I wanted to say is that in this scenario it's really important to know what success means to you because otherwise you're just doing and doing and doing and doing and doing and you probably don't know exactly why you're doing but you're doing and you're doing and you need money so you're doing (laughs) I don't know where this will take you but I think it's not a good place because I've been there and Allowing yourself to take moments of rest. Allowing yourself to sometimes be unproductive. And nurturing yourself. You'll see how much this is giving you. Just No one talks about it. And no one teaches you that at school. Or in your job. Or whatever. But I promise you. You need this time. And you are worthy of this time. And you're worthy. And you, you deserve giving yourself this time. I know how challenging it is. But... I also know how much goodness comes out of that. And that's my last topic and my last lesson. Be a human being, not a human doing. Enjoy time in nature, enjoy time with people, enjoy time with yourself, with tea, with coffee, with just ah, so, so much goodness in life left unseen and unexperienced if we just rush from one task to another. And I think I'm saying that for myself too, to remind myself all of the lessons. I'm really sorry for the chaotic episode. I hope that you could still take something for yourself that you felt inspired, that you felt understood. This is pretty much my goal with this podcast. I am sending you lots of love, no matter where you are in the world. I hope that you're doing good. And I will see you very soon here. I will see you. I will not see you. Oh my God. Mwah.